Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. We are back on the air. Been kind of off for the last month. Been so busy at the high school with so many projects going on. Just couldn't fit in getting these episodes edited and out to you. So we are back. Some cool things have happened since um, the new year has turned. I was nominated for a whammy for People's Choice Southeast Radio Station. So thank you out there to all the listeners that have been so supportive of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, helping amplify Wisconsin musicians. Hopefully I'm doing everyone a good justice of helping getting the names out there that are local to Wisconsin. Once again, thank you so much for nominating the Wisconsin Music Podcast for, once again, People's Choice Southeast Radio Station. So cool. Thank you so much. This week we have Tim O'Grady Jr. He is a country singer. Actually, let me pull up his bio here. In his bio, it says Tim is an independent traditional country singer-songwriter from rural South Southern Wisconsin. He is he is described by Mark Gratz of Midwest Music and Musings podcast as being a genuine and humble in the songs he writes. His music speaks to the realities of Midwestern life, because that is the life he lives, the life he knows. He just so happens to be a talented singer-songwriter who can bring those stories to life. His first three singles, Have a Beer, Christmas at the Tavern, and All the Things You Do, have received airplay and recognition in several countries, including the United States, Canada, France, United Kingdom, and Australia. All three of these songs will be on his debut album, The Dollar Man. We're going to listen to the conversation I had with him, and I'll be playing three of his songs throughout the podcast. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on our side. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Tim O'Grady Jr., genre of country, correct? Absolutely. So why don't you kind of give us your music origin story? Like, how did you get started in the music? Do you come from a musical family? You know, kind of like all those details that have kind of led you on your path of becoming a musician. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of started when I was, you know, in school. And uh, I kind of got together with a group of guys and they needed some some male voices for the choir. So I got together with some of my buddies and, and we all joined together. And uh, that kind of really, you know cultured my my love of singing and so i kind of a couple years after that i picked up a guitar and and realized i could kind of write some songs and and create some rhymes so i started working on that and and slowly have worked to this point 
Um, I don't know. And uh, my family, there's, I've heard rumors. I've never actually seen anybody play any instruments or anything, <laughs> but I've heard rumors that my grandma was a drummer. Oh. And <clears throat> yeah, and my, on my mom's side, they used to do polkas every Saturday night. Okay. So they would go down there and they would kind of have, they played a, a couple of them played accordion and they would kind of have a little jam band polka session slash dance, you know, hall thing on, on Saturday nights. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So you're singing, you're, you're learning guitar. Did you take lessons or was it like all do it yourself? Learn, learn the guitar. Yeah. I, I, uh, I took lessons for a little while and then, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, I was working, I had a job pretty early on. And so that kind of got in the way of the lessons. And so I kind of, I kind of quit those and I just, you know, worked on it when I could was pretty much it. Okay. Okay. So who were like people that were inspiring you to play guitar? Who were you, you know, drawing from to kind of create your own style? Absolutely. So it's kind of, I mean, I don't know, my, my mom grew up listening to more of 70s rock, um, Pink Floyd, Queen, you know, Eagles, uh, Aerosmith. So I kind of taught myself to sing the, in those styles, you know, with that sort of range, I guess. And, uh, and I always, always admired Brian May and Roger Waters, um, you know, as, as guitar players. But it wasn't until, I don't know, I got a little bit older and we used to visit my grandma and she, she had a farm um, out in the country. And she'd always have this little, this little radio, AM radio, that was always on. It was always in her kitchen and it was always on and it was at the, I mean, this was the 90s we're talking, so it was always Alan Jackson and George Strait. Right. And, uh, you know, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, that kind of mix. And so that kind of <clears throat> started to draw me towards that style of music, mainly, I think, because of the storytelling, you know. And so that kind of started. I don't know. I kind of I kind of had an appreciation of a lot of different styles, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the, the people that are mostly in like the country genre, that's what kind of drew to you the most, basically. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, so where are you from? Um, I'm from a little town called Chopier, Wisconsin. If you know where that is, it's just, it's kind of, uh, it's east of Beloit. Okay. Kind of, kind of southeast of Clinton or uh, southeast of Janesville. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, cool. So you, you're kind of close to Madison, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably 45 minutes. Okay, cool. South so of there, so. Is that where you, when you go and play live, is that where you usually head out to is into Madison or where do you usually, where are your local haunts where you go and uh, perform? Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of trying to spread out a little ways. I've had, um, back in, in March, I was down in Nashville playing a, a couple of shows and uh, through central Illinois, I have some friends near Springfield. And so I stopped, visited those guys and we, and we had some kind of jam shows i guess that we did but uh, no i've i've gone as north i guess to this point as far north as the fox Valley, the lack and then as far west as 
I don't know, like Highland, <laughs> Wisconsin. Okay. You know? So it's we're getting out there. Right, right. Um, so you you mentioned um, Nashville. How how was how was the the scene down there for you? It was good. Um, I have a couple friends that that live down there as well, and so I'm I'm more of like in the traditional country realm, I guess. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, there's there's a few places that play traditional country, but but most of it is is the the newer pop country which right. i'm not a real big fan of okay um <laughs> just a personal preference i yeah. guess i mean everybody's different everybody has different tastes which is what makes the world go around as they say right? yeah so um so let's kind of talk a little bit about uh performing for you so what's kind of like your mindset um how do you prep for your for your gigs and when you're up on stage how do you what is your persona is it like natural persona yeah. or is it like kind of uh an act for you sure so i i don't know when i i don't really have too much time to to prep i guess before gigs um, <laughs> i have a i have a son and you know a family and stuff like that and i have i drive school bus as well so usually it's a it's a get whatever i have to do done before that and then you know throw everything in the truck and and run to the gig and kind of uh somewhat prepare mentally you know, it, it helps when um, it helps me a little bit when I've been to a place before. You know, obviously you, you get the layout and uh, you understand how how that works. And usually the crowd is pretty similar each time. So you kind of know what you're getting yourself into in, in that sense. Uh, but when you're playing a new venue, um, you know, you, you obviously don't know what to expect. So you kind of go in with a tentative plan. And um, you kind of <clears throat> read the crowd and, and see what they're responding to. Um, and uh, I don't ever make set lists or anything like that. I usually, I don't know, I go about two-thirds covers and a third originals okay. as far as a set list goes as a, as a rough guideline, I guess. <laughs> you know? And like you said, like I said, depend on the response you get, you kind of go from there. Right. <laughs> So you're not making a set list. Is it basically just you by yourself up on stage? Just me. Okay. Yep. Um, do you have plans to do with a full band or is it kind of more the sole thing that you're really drawn to doing? Yeah. I, I really like, I really like doing the solo stuff and it's not that, I mean, I've played with bands and um, it's, it's super cool. I mean, you can't, you can't deny the, the cool energy that you get. But it's also logistically, there's a lot of working pieces, you know, with a band. You got to work with everybody's schedules and and things like that. And there's a lot of other behind the scenes stuff that goes along with it, you know. And so for me, I I really like listening room style shows, where it's just you know one person and a and an instrument, and you're telling they're telling stories about you know their songs and why they wrote them and what their mindset was in writing that um so i i would prefer i wish there was more places to to be able to do that um i guess i'm i'm lucky enough just south of me in the little town of clinton wisconsin there's there's a place called boxcars and uh, they have a listening room and they get they get national 
national uh, singer-songwriters, you know, pretty much in the same in the same vein um, that I'm writing stuff. So I guess, honestly, if you go back to inspiration in recent years, that has inspired me quite a bit to get back into it, you know. Excellent, excellent. So what is kind of like your goal uh, with your music? Is it just, uh, you know, live where you're living, you know, raise your family and just play music once in a while? Or do you want to try to go to a higher level? Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now, you know, my, my son's eight. So I kind of have to, to stick a little closer to home, you know, these days. But honestly, my, I, think, I think my goal would be to, you know, obviously ride the train as far as you can. You know, that's, that's a phrase I use quite a bit when I'm talking to folks because I really don't know, you know, it's kind of a lot of it is, has to do with luck and being in the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. Um, <clears throat> as much, you know, you could, you could be, I've met a lot of unbelievably talented folks and, you know, they just haven't, they just haven't got that break or found that connection, you know, that they need yet. Right, right. All right. Then, um, so the venues that you talked about, you know, listening rooms and mm-hmm. um, smaller venues, basically, is there yeah. any bigger venues that you're hoping to play at in the future? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I honestly haven't even thought about it. <laughs> um, I did get a, a summer best, a summer fest date booked oh. for, yeah, July 7th. Excellent. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, that's a good, a good place to start. I think. Uh, what stage are you playing at? Uh, the ground floor. Okay. Excellent. Yep. Gotta start yep. Two o'clock, right? I think. July. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, have you, uh, tried to get into like the state fair or anything like that? I've looked into it a little bit. Um, I haven't pushed it real hard cause I mean, honestly, my schedule right now I'm, I'm booked with shows every weekend and during the week two through September. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, I need to look into that more <laughs> coming up. <laughs> one step at a time, one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like we, we mentioned before, you've played in Nashville and you, you're playing uh, in Wisconsin and Illinois and some other places. Kind of give us your view of the, the local scene attitude. Do you see it as a very positive one or something that, I mean, we can talk about both sides, the positive and the negatives of it. Well, you know, what do you see the positives when we start with that of the local scene? Sure. So near, near me, I mean, in the, in the Janesville area, I'm going to touch on that because honestly, there is a super rich local scene um, around Janesville and there's a ton of talented musicians, guys that have, you know, toured the country um, playing music with, with bands. I mean, I've, I don't know. I just got to play a, a Merle Haggard tribute show that was all local musicians. And we had um, Eddie Rivers on steel guitar. He's played um, steel with Sleep at the Wheel and actually played with Merle Haggard and a lot of different big country names. So that was that was pretty cool. But like I said, all that was all completely local musicians. Um, and I would say I would say for the most part, they're all very supportive of each other, which is cool. And it's, and it's very helpful. I've learned a lot in the past. I guess I've been doing this for real seriously for the past two and a half years. Okay. And then you had COVID in there. So it kind of, 
kind of shook things up a little bit. Right. Um, so yeah. what did you learn from, from these, um, these guys and girls that, um, have t- done a lot of touring with like the upper level musicians, you know, why don't you mm-hmm. give us some of the details about that? Yeah. I mean, I just, honestly, when I see, when I see folks on any level, there's always something you can learn from another musician, no matter, you know, whether they're just starting out or whether they're the biggest name in the world. You know, there's always <clears throat> little things you can you can learn. Sometimes it's what not to do, but that's okay, you know. Um, but learning from some of the some of the bigger name folks that I've that I've been able to meet and play with, a lot of it just it just is for me is confidence, and I, I have a I have a hard time um, with that aspect in being i'm i'm a pretty i'm usually a pretty shy person <laughs> so it's kind of a weird you know situation being on stage you know i just try to do the best i can um at each show and but like from them you know it's it's mostly just general stuff you know they'll teach you little tips and tricks you know how to adjust the crowd and and how to um even plan your songs so <clears throat> and i've one one random tip that I still think about for every show is, you know, you, you think about when you're kind of, like I said, I don't, I don't plan a set list, but I have, I'm very conscious, very, very conscious of what key songs are in and what tempo is. So that was something that a, one guy told me early on. He's like, you obviously want to switch up your tempos of songs. He's like, you also want to switch up your keys yeah. because you're gonna see you're gonna see your audience tune out pretty quick. You know, you keep yeah. doubling up on them, right? Because then it starts kind of sounding the same old, same old over and over again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So let's now move on to your latest um, recording that came out in mm-hmm. uh, in May, right? Yep, May sixth. May sixth. Um, the Dollar Man. So why don't you kind of tell us the the adventure of that recording, you know, from okay. beginning to end, you know, how, how it started, where you recorded, who you recorded with, you know, give all the details so the listeners can kind of give an idea of, you know, how this whole thing got together. Absolutely. So let me back way up and I say way up, but it really, it was only a few years ago, I guess. So I, in going to a lot of, of the local shows, like the singer songwriter listening room type shows, I was telling you about, I'd met up with um, Big Red and Tyler from 101.9 Iron Country down in Beloit. Okay. And so they're the kind of sponsor of a lot of those type shows around here. And I got to know them guys pretty well. And uh, I don't know, I kind of mentioned, you know, in passing a couple of times that, hey, you know, I, you know, I used to write songs and play and stuff like that. and, And they encouraged me to get back into it so that was you know a lot of help from them and then big red um he's like hey i I know a guy that does recording i said okay cool you know i got a handful of songs that i could kind of start recording or whatever and so i met up with him and his name is jim caret and he's out of south Beloit. um i don't know probably a three or four time rammy award winner for his recording stuff down in the Rockford music industry. Okay. Um, and he was, he helped me a ton. 
in the recording process. I mean, I'm, I was pretty green, you know, <laughs> as far as that stuff went. And so he, uh, he taught me the ropes and it was kind of trial by fire. <laughs> you know, I had never reco- recorded to a click track or anything like that. So that whole, that whole thing was completely new. And uh, so over the course of, I think him and I recorded, I don't know, for probably three months and then COVID hit and we didn't meet for a while. And then I think it was finally in October of 2020, him and I really started to hit it hard. And we just, I don't know, I could only meet with him like once a week for a few hours. Yeah. So I tried to make the most of my time, you know, and um, we did as much as we could every week. And uh, I eventually wrote enough songs over, you know, the, the course of of those few years and getting started with Jim that I had enough for for a, a full album, you know, and, and a couple songs I had taken from when I was in high school and I turned them into a little more country style, <laughs> you know, yeah. song. But uh, so not every, I guess if you listen to the, you know, album as a whole, it's just, I like to, I like for people to listen to it as a whole um, because it kind of has a flow to it. But when you're listening to it, not every song is going to necessarily be country, um, I guess, you know, but it's stuff from the heart. But um, yeah, and I don't know. I just, I honestly really, I can't thank Jim Fred enough for helping me, you know, in recording and all the, <clears throat> all the session musicians I had, you know, that recorded on it. And uh, I don't know, it's honestly a dream come true at this point <laughs> to have it done. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Um, so what I usually do is I have um, guests put on like three songs for the listeners to hear to kind of get an idea of, you know, of your style and, you know, mm-hmm. the musicality and all that other kind of stuff. There's like three songs you like to talk about that we could put on the on the podcast. Sure. Here, I have my my uh, copy right here. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of look at it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a few of them here. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. They're, they all have a they all have, you know, sentimental value of one way or another. But I, I would say if I had to pick a favorite just right off the cuff, it would be track number five, Tonight My Fraulein. And that's a song I wrote when I was 18 years old. And my now wife was on a trip to Germany for several weeks. And so I was, I was missing her. And so that was kind of my, you know, inspiration for that song. And um, when you listen to it, it's got a very... If you know the song Lost in the 50s Tonight by Ronnie Millsap, they have similar vibes. They have that kind of 50s um, kind of swing, doo-wop, kind of slow, you know, dance, classic 50s scene in the gym type of feel to it. You know? Okay. <laughs> Chance. I can tell 
I have to I have to talk about my song on their bus driving day just you know because we we just got done with school here right last week and uh I wrote that song when I was I was just learning the ropes as a bus driver <laughs> and I don't know how many I don't know how many bus drivers are out there but uh you know it's like any other job that it has its its crazy days and it has its decent days but uh for the most part it's it's you know just when you think you've seen everything there's something else you know <laughs> that that gets thrown at you and uh but you know i was doing three bus routes a day right away and uh i got home between routes and honestly this song took me maybe an hour to write <laughs> i just i kind of had a you know i just went with a pretty basic uh bluegrass you know key of g and uh went to town <laughs> you know just just kind of spilled out but uh yeah if you listen to that one it's it's obviously a, a comical song yeah um so <laughs> i don't know I wake up in the morning and I drive myself to school No, I'm not a teacher, I'm a bus driving fool Make sure the bus is working and that I'm on my way It's just the beginning of another crazy day I get to my first stop, ain't nobody there Still no one by the fourth stop and now I'm getting scared Started to wonder if I'm in the right state If it keeps going this way, ain't no chance we'll be late about halfway through, then it starts to rain. Another mile I'm rolling, stuck on a train. Twenty minutes later, the train's finally gone. Lord, please help me, what else could go wrong? There ain't much you can do. There's a lot you can say. Gotta try to make it through another bus driving day. Some kids by the road, they're not even mine. That's when a Corvette blows right by my stop sign. Tried to get the plate number, he already turned. Probably on the phone, some people never learn. I fear I'll make a left turn and head on back to town. 
Last night I could tell, had a time going down Hoping we'll hold on and need a little air At this point all I'm asking is to please make it there There ain't much you can do There's a lot you can say Gotta try to make it through Another bus driving day Pulling to the bus stop, I'm the last one in. Can't believe I made it, my patience wearing thin. With a little bit of training and just a tad luck, I can ditch a stoop's cruiser and drive a semi truck. But I saw boss man coming, started to prepare. Exactly when I tell him, just when he got there, he got to the window, that's when I heard him say, What are you doing? There's no school today. There ain't much you can do There's a lot you can say Gotta try to make it through Another bus driving day There ain't much you can do There's a lot you can say Gotta try to remember That we don't have school today Trip, man and i don't know what it is about i don't know what it is i have like 50 some kids on my bus route yeah i don't know what it is about when you get them inside of specifically a bus but obviously you know enclosed spaces like that they just kind of go crazy <laughs> <laughs> you know and i'm sure you can relate you know with kids in, in class yeah. so yeah but uh and another song i wanted to talk about too i released it as a single back last september but it's a song called Have a Beer. Early on Sunday morning, I praise the Father, Ghost, and Son. I head home to watch a game after church is done. When the Packers score a touchdown, I let out a That's right about the time I have a beer. I stare out the window, my hayfield of a yard. Eating too look busy, but not do a job that's hard. So I start up the mower and put her into gear. That's right about the time I have a beer. If I'm working or I'm praying or driving down the road, I sip on a tall glass of water that's nice and cold But if my truck is parked in the garage and I plan to stay right here That's right about the time I have a beer I'm at a bonfire or a badger tailgate Any type of party or out on a date A Thursday night at bowling or after hunting deer That's right about the time I have a beer If I'm working or I'm praying 
sip on a tall glass of water that's nice and cold. But if my truck is parked in the garage and I plan to stay right here, that's right about the time I have a beer. You'll know what I mean When I say a glass of beer Goes great with anything From the cross to Milwaukee But Lord to Superior No, we don't need a reason To have a beer I didn't really intend for it to be at the time But it kind of when I got done writing it, I realized it was kind of a theme song for Wisconsin. <laughs> Wonder why? Yeah, you know, and it's—I uh, don't know, but it—I don't know. It, it all—they all turned out pretty, pretty well. You know, as as good as I could have hoped to at this point with with the budget and the resources that I had available. You know. Yeah, and so why did you call or why did you name the album the Dollar Man? The Dollar Man. So it's actually. Uh, track number one, the title track for the album, and the uh, the concept of the Dollar Man kind of is a nod to my grandpa. And when I was a kid, we would go over there, and my brother and I, right before we would leave, as we were leaving, basically, we would always ask him for a dollar, and we'd be like, we would say, "Hey, Grandpa, how about one D O L L A R?" You know, <laughs> and he would always give us a dollar, and so, and he always. You know, he always worked hard and he built, he was a Mason or is a Mason. He's, he's still around. Um, but he built the house that he lived in with his own, with his own hands, you know, laid all the brick and, and built everything. So I kind of, the songs about, you know, just working hard and providing for your family. And so it's kind of a, a combination of, of things there for, for that. Excellent. Very good. Nice treat mm-hmm. to, your, to your grandfather for sure. Yeah. Um, going down the list here, we've gone through most of the questions I have for you, but, um, we talked about the recording, um, and you had mentioned that, you know, you're married and you have an eight-year-old son. So how does work-life balance work for you? Is it a struggle or have you got a pretty good control over that? Honestly, it's a struggle. It's honestly a struggle. Yeah. Um, I try to do the best I can. You know, I, I book just about all of my own shows. Um, I do, I make all the, all the graphics, all the, all the posts on social media. Like I do everything, you know, just about, I have a guy that, that I book a few shows through with every year, but you know, 95% of it is, you know, me just trying to, I don't know, just trying to grind it out. Yeah. You know, but my wife is, I can't thank her enough too. Um, she, has been nothing but supportive, you know, through all of us. She, she lets me go and, and do my music thing. And, you know, there's some nights that I get home at, or some mornings I get home at 2 AM, you know, <laughs> and she's still kind of half awake, Yeah, you know, when I get there. So she always makes sure I get home and, and, uh, and stuff like that. So excellent. excellent. Trying to make it work. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you like a part of like BMI or ASCAP to, you know, like try to, 
sell your songs to like sync stuff or movies or TV shows or anything like that? Yeah, I've, I'm registered through ASCAP. Okay. Um, I, but I haven't I haven't pushed real hard to do much for sync for sync licensing or anything like that. Um, I've tried to put it out to a few places, um, but I haven't I haven't had any luck like that to this point. And I know just just in talking with a couple of friends that are trying to do that, they prefer to have unreleased music, it seems. So that, that kind of, I kind of foiled myself in that, <laughs> you know, in that sense, I guess, but that's okay. You, you live and learn. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, the next question you might've already answered with, um, with one of the gigs that you've done, but the next one is, um, some gigs have made an impression on you and why they've made an impression on you either. And it could be both. Um, it can be as an audience member and, or sure. as a performer. Okay. Man, that's a, I got, so I got a, an opportunity. So I guess how I really got back into to playing music here. And I think it was, I think it was just about three years ago now that I had my first gig back into it. So a place that I used to go to and watch and see a lot of shows, singer songwriter shows, is a place called the tavern. It was just called the tavern over in Beloit. And, um, my dad went to school with the lady that owned it and that's, it's no longer there anymore, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I, the very first show I played was there and it was like a Sunday afternoon. You know, I had a pretty good crowd, you know, of friends and family that came out to support, which was pretty fantastic. But that was, that will always stick out in my mind. You know, you getting back to it. And uh, you're just, it just feels like your heart is going to jump out of your throat, you know, you know, because you're just so, you're so nervous. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, you know, I kind of tried to settle in. I got to open for a couple national artists over there. Uh, Craig Gertis, he's an outlaw country guy and Josh Morningstar. Okay. Um, so that, and I was a few months into it at the time, so I had I still had no idea what I was doing again, and you know maybe still don't, but uh, you do the best you can. Right. But more recently, um, I got to last December. I got to play at a place down in Springfield, or I guess it's Riverton, Illinois, called the Backroom Lounge, which is another singer songwriter um, venue that is just a little tiny room. I mean that room has got to be maybe 10 feet wide by, I don't know, 30 feet long. That's it's just a tiny, that's yeah. And you, and you pack, you pack as many people as will come to the show in there. Yeah. And I got to play after um, a show down there just to kind of, I don't know, just to be on that stage was a, was a pretty awesome experience, you know, just to kind of, check it off the list almost you know um and then i got to open for a guy named tony logue last st patrick's day down at um, the room in boxcars down in clinton and uh i you know you you meet just about just about all the the folks that i've met that are fellow singer songwriters 
have been just fantastic. I mean, Tony Logue is getting to be a national name at this point. Um, he's from Kentucky and uh, is, a, is a great singer-songwriter. And I got to open for him down there. And, man, he was just nothing but nice. He's like, hey, if you ever need anything, he's like, just get a hold of me and, and we'll, we'll figure it out and I'll help you as best as I can. Yeah. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and my last question is what's on your playlist right now? What artists are you listening to that maybe would like, you would like to have more recognition out there for people to listen to? Sure. Oh man. Um, this is going to sound strange. When I say this, I don't, I don't actually listen to a whole lot of, of music outside of, I don't know. I don't even like, even when I'm riding around in, in my truck, I don't, I don't even have the radio on usually. I'm just, I'm just always thinking about stuff, <laughs> but uh, let me think about this for a second. I don't know. My, I've met so many great artists, you know, over the last few years, and there's so many of them that um, are all deserving of of some, you know, bigger recognition. A lot of independent folks. Um, some recent friends that I've made are um, Cody Lee Mumi. He's from Central Illinois. Uh, my friend Jack Daniel just put an album out um, down that way in Illinois. Um, man, I don't know. There's, I could, I'm drawing a blank right now, but that's I could, okay. I could, that's okay. I could write you out a list of probably 50. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Was there anything that I haven't asked you yet that we haven't covered that you want to talk about? Hmm. If I could say, you know, some to the folks out there is make sure you support your, your local and independent artists and venues too. Um, cause I, you know, I, I understand getting the chance to see national acts when they come around. Absolutely do that. But don't don't forget about the local independent folks, too, because everybody kind of started in that realm, you know, and uh, slowly grew or some grew quickly, you know. But just make sure you get out and, and go to the shows and buy the merch and, and the CDs and the music and stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. And where can they go to hear your music and and see where where you're playing your tour yeah absolutely um you can go on my website at uh, timogradyjr.com you'll find links to music and uh, merch and and there's a whole schedule of upcoming shows on there that's probably my most complete schedule um i'm on facebook and instagram and, and tiktok and all that all that stuff too right right um so you can find uh, music through that and i'm on all the digital platforms you know, too, but uh, I don't really make much off of off of a stream. So, <laughs> you know, nobody does. <laughs> um, and I'll put all that information in the show details. So cool. uh, those that are listening to the podcast, uh, just go to the show details and you can see all the links for Tim. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was definitely a pleasure to hear, you know, all about you and your music and your and your journey. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Tim for being on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation, learned some cool things about what he's been involved with and advice that he was giving. It's always good to hear different perspectives and how people approach certain things. So 
Thanks again, Tim, for all that great information. Check him out. I know it's been over six months when I did that interview, but I'm trying to get caught up on everything. And now I have the time to do that and get more of these episodes out to all of you. That being said, as a school teacher, there are a lot of activities I'm involved with. Getting close to the end of the year, we just have about four months left of the school year. Um, I'm running the Recording Arts Club, and we are doing the sound for our musical coming up called Grease. Anyway, out there heard of that one? Yes, the one that John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John starred in way back in the 70s. And we're all sold out, so we are really busy making sure everything runs as smoothly as possible for this great performance coming up at the high school I teach at. Also, my jazz ensemble auditioned for the Essentially Ellington Jazz Fest out in New York. We're waiting to hear back um, whether they got accepted. No matter what happens, I am really proud of all the hard work they've put in for that. Plus, we have concerts and solo ensemble. So if anybody has ever been part of a music program through schools, you might know about what solo ensemble is. These are our young musicians working on written music and performing them in front of adjudicators. And then the adjudicators do kind of like a small master class and kind of let them know what they did well on and things that they could do to improve on their performance. And students usually do this from middle school through high school. So have graduations and Memorial Day music to get prepared for. Make sure that they're performed at the top level that can be performed from high school students. And Pep Band, where we play at the basketball games and football games. So there's always a lot of things on my plate, but I enjoy doing these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy them as well. So we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.